OTB Sports Rugby. He was trying so hard. Every kick off the boot, it was like he had no timing in the world. It was They were just like dead ducks flying across the air. And... Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. It's the new slot. Are we still calling it new? I don't know if we are, but um, everyone in the comments for the next while, the next maybe five, ten minutes, however long we, we decide to take this. If you've anything negative to say, just don't bother saying it. Three or four minutes. Three or four minutes. I've got a minute on each topic, do I? Fill, fill this slot with praise so we can keep it going. So I have reasons in production meetings to say, see, those three people have said something nice about it, Adrian. So uh, I know this this doesn't make you feel good, Adrian, to, to kind of have some positive stories on a Friday. I know it's tough, heading into a weekend, to, to look at the world with a glimmer of positivity. But that's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to bring some, some nice stories. They're not always nice stories, but most of them tend to be. We're heading first on Around the World this week to Miami, Florida, United States of America. This is, a, this is a bit of a nice story. So there was a young fan from Argentina um, who was left devastated. I know, Adrian, you were watching the basketball last week. Jimmy Butler, a name for all the Irish fans of the NBA uh, who will be, who'll be familiar with him. Um, he was supposed to be playing in a match on, tu- on uh, Tuesday night. Um, and this young, young fan had flown 4,405 miles, as his, uh, his poster said. The Heat were taking on the Boston Celtics. This was on Tuesday night. Uh, and Jimmy Butler was ruled a late scratch due to a back injury. He couldn't play. As you can imagine, the kid who had travelled all the way to just see his hero, Jimmy Butler, play, was left devastated. So we have a clip here from NBA on TNT that, uh, that highlights just how sad this young lad was at uh, finding out that Jimmy Butler couldn't play. On the internet right now, he finds out that his favourite player, Jimmy Butler, not going to play. His sister, they're both from Argentina. You could tell they're crushed. Well, there's two silver linings. Number one... This is the power of TNT Tuesdays. Yes, it is. Got him down there on the court, met Gabe Vincent, got some gifts. Thank you for the gifts. And Jamal, you have talked to Jimmy Butler. I talked to Jimmy Butler. Uh, Obviously, he's really, really sick, and he couldn't make it to the game. He was watching the game on TNT, and he saw the kid, and he felt really, really bad. So he has the kid's information. Mm. And let's just say the kid will be even happier than he would have if he played. So I'm really, really excited. That's the Jimmy Butler I know. Yeah. I mean, so he gets down to, to the courtside. He gets his little few bits of uh, memorabilia and merchandise. So you're thinking, oh, this is, this is quite nice. He's, he's flown all the way from Argentina, not completely for naught. Himself and his sister get the jersey, get the basketball. Jamal Crawford saying that uh, Butler had a surprise for the child as well. So we weren't sure what that, what that other surprise would be. Now, he, he actually saw a brilliant game. So the uh, NBA All-Star, Bam Adebayo, um, had 30 points and 14 rebounds. Look at that photo. This is the following day. Jimmy Butler meets the kid on the Wednesday, the day after the match, and uh, he surprises him on court uh, and, and, and made it up to him. So the, this child's name is Felipe. Not only, look at him, he's getting a tour of the, the Heat facilities with his sister and his entire family were there as well. Some lovely moments. Jimmy Butler, his hero. They say, Adrian, always, what is the, what is the phrase? Don't always meet your heroes because mm. you could be left disappointed. I don't know who your sporting hero was growing up. I had a moment, similar to Felipe there, where I... Outside Healy Park in Oma, I met Michael Donlan, the former Galway player, uh, who was playing for my, my dad's club, the Mormick Hills, and uh, I just idolised the man. And I remember meeting him outside the team bus and getting an autograph and a photo and all the rest, um, and being completely overawed, similar to how young Felipe was there. Sometimes you meet your heroes and I think you're left disappointed. Mm. Um, I don't have many examples of that. Roy Keane was one where 
completely point blank ignored me when I was about seven or eight at the United game over right. Old Trafford in 01. Um, have you had any instances of that where you were either left overjoyed or completely disappointed by meeting a hero? Um, not really. Like, um, it's not that I'm entirely joyless, but I don't uh, tend to. Thanks like, for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, um, not really, to be honest. I don't have anything. I remember going to uh, Everton play at Long Town when I was a kid, and I was an Everton fan at that time. Um, and uh, I remember going to the game, Neville Southall played, Kevin Sheedy was there, it was uh, Tony Cotty, unbelievable oh, yeah. um, team at that time. Uh, not so much now. Um, and uh, getting loads of autographs and stuff. It's a positive sort of experience about it. Um, it does strike me that that kid is going to kick off a spade. You can be absolutely certain of uh, people, sign holding kids, going to games now where they know a player is probably not going to be involved with like, a, oh, I can't wait to see X at the game today. Mm. And then for them not to turn up. But uh, lo and behold, we're going to give you all these jerseys and... Cynical, slightly cynical view, but we'll a little see. bit cynical, but uh, understandable. The Everton fandom stopped then. Ah, yeah. Over time, just naturally. Yeah, I just stopped supporting any of them because it was just fickle to you. Well, it just—I understood at a certain point <clears throat> that it meant nothing to me, and I was just doing it because my mates were doing it. And I would watch <clears throat> any game for any game of football at any time. I just have no affiliation. Okay, that's fair. No, but uh, but I think I think that the overall point I was trying to make with that piece is. Do meet your heroes. Don't be afraid to meet your heroes. And, and he saw a great game. Miami were, were 10 points down in the fourth quarter, 15-0, and uh, in that in, run late in that fourth quarter to win and beat the Boston Celtics 98-95. So Felipe was a, a good luck charm in the end as well. And he got to meet Jimmy Butler. That's the first story, a positive story. Let us know in the comments. Have you ever met your hero, your sporting hero? Have you been left disappointed? Have you been left absolutely over the moon? Just, just a thought. Our next story in Around the World this morning, on this Friday morning with myself and Adrian, is uh, heading to Melbourne, Australia. Bit of a strange one. Novak Djokovic's father um, being filmed. So you'll see the, the, the photo on screen there. Uh, that are a number of fans in the crowd at the Australian Open in Melbourne. And the uh, the gentleman in the black t-shirt with the white Z uh, painted in front of it, which is uh, quite clearly uh, a symbol supporting Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That symbol is on a lot of the Russian tanks uh, that have invaded Ukraine as well. Um, it's, it's a bit of a mad one because this photo here uh, has been doing the rounds. It's not very clear, but again... Another person with a, a black Z t-shirt, clearly a pro-Russian t-shirt. It was a pro-Russian demonstration uh, in Melbourne near the Australian. And the, the gentleman on the left, that is Novak Djokovic's father. So the re- this is the reason why this is kind of uh, doing the rounds. Um, and th- there's all these Russian flags. There's flags bearing the, the image of Vladimir Putin as well. Uh, the Ukraine ambassador calling all this a disgrace. Uh, Djokovic had just booked his place in the tournament semi-final with a, a thumping of Andrei Rublev at Rod Laver Arena. This was on Wednesday night. Then after the match, this group of fans unfurling the Russian flags, which are banned, by the way, at Melbourne Park, uh, near the stadium, chanting pro-Russian chants, pro-Putin chants as well. Uh, Tennis Australia saying four people, quote, revealed inappropriate flags and symbols and threatened security guards. Police were called. They were ejected from Melbourne Park. Uh, and then video later posted to a pro-Russian Australian YouTube account. Uh, showed Djokovic's father, as we saw there from the screen grab, his father, Serjan, posing with a man holding that Russian flag bearing President Putin's image. He also has the, the black T-shirt, as I said, with the Z on it. Um, the video captioned, Novak Djokovic's father makes bold political statement. Serbian tennis reporters confirming that man on the left was Djokovic's father. The Melbourne Age newspaper reporting, he said in Serbian, quote, long live Russia. Spectators, as we say, banned from having Russian or Belarusian flags. At the Grand Slam, uh, this was, of course, after the Ukraine ambassador to Australia and New Zealand demanded action when they were seen among the crowd last week. Uh, Russian embassy heading back as well. Um, 
uh, and, and look, all these flags just leave a bad taste in the mouth. There's a, there's a Ukrainian player as well, Lesia Tsarenko, who was defeated in the, uh, the first round, who tweeted, no words to say. Uh, a lot of the players have, have hit back as well. Ukrainian former player Alex Dolgopolov, currently fighting in the war, asked on Twitter, this guy will get banned for life, at least for all Australian events, right? And tied at Australian Open as well. Um, and there are people of the other persuasion. Simeon Boykov, who runs the YouTube channel, who posted the footage, has urged Russian supporters to descend on Melbourne Park to protest the flag ban. He says, this is about honour and dignity now. This is an attack on honour and dignity. This has got nothing with the war. The Russian Empire has had its flag banned. Well, guess what, Tennis Australia? Good luck when the Empire strikes back. Bit of a Star Wars reference there from uh, from the gentleman. Um, and Tennis Australia saying on Thursday it would continue to work with security to enforce entry rules uh, without really saying they were going to directly address the incident involving Djokovic's father. Look, should be said, this is nothing to do with Novak. It's his father, of course, who's involved in this incident. But um, certainly left a bad taste in the mouth. So <clears throat> the positive stories have taken a slight... Tangent. Detour. Well, sometimes it, it's, it's a story that, that we pro- probably and possibly should have covered during the show during the week. Uh, and maybe bypassed it for time yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the stories we haven't, nobody had time to cover, slot. I think, I think a lot of people would, would acknowledge that was a story worth covering. Uh, no, no, I think it's worth, certainly worth pointing out. Um, by the way, just a piece of news that is coming through in the last little while from French Rugby. Vice Chairman Bernard Laporte has resigned as President of the French uh, Football um, uh, Association. Um, he's obviously facing corruption charges and uh, separately been questioned in relation to tax fraud. Um, so uh, he did step aside from his position at World Rugby in recent weeks as well, but uh, that's just a bit of breaking news from France. Adrian getting involved in Around the World. No, folks. no, that's an actual story that's yeah. worth T- reporting. Taking us to France and Around the World. Thank you, Adrian, for that uh, right. detour. We've got five stories today and Adrian's brought us the third one by surprise. We're heading now to Africa, to Cameroon, uh, on Around the World. Uh, Cameroon sealed its qualification for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations under-17s tournament. They beat the Republic of Congo 2-0 uh, 12 days ago. But the squad which won that match, unrecognisable from the one initially selected for the event because 21 of the 30-man original group were disqualified for failing age eligibility tests. Now, how did they find out their ages? Well, it's not quite as simple. It's in some countries in Africa, like Cameroon, the birth cert system is a little bit rudimentary. They're heading towards using digital certs now. Um, but they've done MRI scans to determine bone age and then ejected 21 of the 30 players from the squad. 11 of the replacements drafted into the squad then also failed age tests because they were deemed too old to play in the qualifiers. So um, Samuel Eto'o, who was the um, uh, president of the Cameroon Football Association at this stage, he had decided to, to introduce these age tests. Um, and look, we can understand why some of these players decide to lie about their age. Um, they rely on football. A lot of them come from poor families and poor backgrounds. They need the money. They want to reduce their a- uh, ages so they can play for longer periods in the game and make more money. It's not a new phenomenon. This has happened before, Adrian. Mm. Alf Ramsey. The manager led England to its solitary World Cup in 1966. He changed his date of birth, the Morning Star reporting. It was so he could get a professional contract as a player after World War II. Brazilian, Carlos Alberto. He was 25 when he won the uh, FIFA World Youth Championship with Brazil. Not that Carlos Alberto, by the way. This was in 2003. Uh, That was a tournament for players under the age of 20. And it turned out afterwards, he was 25. He wasn't just over the age group. He was well over it. Uh, He says it was a chance for me to make a living. I was hungry. Uh, And famously, or infamously, former Newcastle and current Marseille and DRC defender Chancel Mbemba was probed by the world governing body FIFA for allegedly having four different birthdays. In an interview with the mayor, he claimed to take bone tests to verify his own age and was eventually ruled to be born on the day that he claimed. 
by FIFA's disciplinary committee. It is an aspect of cheating in some ways. Uh, the record keeping, as I said, Malawi as well have recently carried out tests on its own players ahead of its qualifiers, had to expel some from the squad. That was from. Uh, but uh, I was curious here as to how do they know from the bone tests what age people are? And the science here is actually fascinating. So as a way of verifying a player's age, um, the Confederation of African Football, CAF, adopted the use of MRI scans. So the scan scans a player's wrist, examining the growth plate before grading it from one to six, Adrian. Don't fall asleep just yet. Grade six means a player's growth plate is completely fused to the bone, which typically happens around the age of 18 or 19. Um, however, some committees explain this MRI method is not an assessment of someone's exact age. It's no, not. An, you've not. Uh, you haven't suddenly wandered onto Lyric FM. Stay with me. Stay we're with still, me. Uh, we're still with you. Stay with me. The bone fuses at age eighteen and nineteen, but it's not cast in stone. It is po- still possible for players who are over the age of seventeen to pass as eligible to play. The scan uh, works for boys only, as the wrist growth plate development is different to well, that of girls. I, I have to say, like, I don't think this is ever going to reach such depths. I would hope it would never reach such depths as that. Amazing It's exciting, isn't it? Wow. See, you, you mustn't have liked science or biology in school, Adrian, did you? Well, at least when I stepped into the classroom, I knew that I wasn't there for, for entertainment. And um, I had similar sort of um, feelings about this slot chain. Uh, if someone wants to let me know in the comments that you found the, the uh, bone density scans and MRIs uh, interesting, even if you didn't, you can let us know. Um, just, to, just, to, just so I can, in the post-meeting... Uh, the post-show meeting explained to Adrian that we will be doing this slot again mm. and uh, no one is going to get rid of it. Do you want to finish on a positive story, Adrian? I just want to finish. Yeah, okay. Well, we will finish in just a moment. Thanks for your for enthusiasm this morning. Much appreciated, as always. We're heading to Scotland. Bonnie old Scotland to Darvel. I have done some research on Darvel during the week because I hadn't uh, been familiar with them. Uh, it was a David versus Goliath story in the Scottish Cup uh, last weekend, I think it was, as Darvel, little old Darvel, uh, sixth or seventh tier, I think, in the, they're, they're in the West of Scotland Premier Division. They're way down. They beat Aberdeen by a goal to nil. This was a result that uh, has, has, of course, thrown the um, the tenure of Waterford's Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen into a little bit of uh, uh, question. So uh, he was already under pressure. They had had 5-0 defeat by Hearts at Tynecastle the week before. One win in nine games. He's being defiant. He says he's the man to turn things around. But this result, when you're losing to a team like Darville... I don't mean a team like Darvel, but they're clearly underdogs. They're going to play Falkirk in the competition's next round. Andy Robertson, Liverpool's Andy Robertson, and Scotland's Andy Robertson, one of the people who tweeted their praise, a few clapping emojis on Twitter for the for the Darvel team. Um, the the uh, team talk that he gave before the match in the dressing room to the Darvel players, you're thinking afterwards, oh, yeah, of course it's going viral now because they ended up winning the match. We wouldn't have seen this footage otherwise. But BBC Sports Scotland tweeted it out, and the footage from the Darvel manager, Mick Kennedy, to the players before the game against Aberdeen would leave you believing in anything. You, you, you'll feel like wanting to go onto the pitch here yourself and watch this speech and uh, it will become apparent as to why Darvel went out and won the game. The next 90 minutes will probably be the most important 90 minutes in your career. All right? I've read up the day that the average man lives to about 77. Right? 40 million minutes in his life. All right? I'm asking you to gear absolute utmost for the next 90 90 minutes at 40 million. Right, that's all I'm asking for. So when that whistle goes, be prepared to give everything you've got for each other, for yourself, for your family. Be proud of what you achieved and be proud of what we're going to achieve. Because I promise you right now, we can win this. But it's about belief. That belief starts inside yourself, then it spreads through one another. But you must believe. People talk about underdogs, I'm telling you right now we're no underdogs. I do not believe that. I've never believed it for the draw has been done. 
Because I know what's in this change room. I know what's in your hearts. I know when we're together. We can achieve it and we say, I mind it. But you've got to be hungry. You've got to be desire in your belly. You've got to draw strength for the crowd. You've got to drop for one another. When you need to find that extra yard, that extra bit of oxygen, man, look around about you. Look to your brothers. Look to your family. Let's look to the next round. Let's go. I'm ready to go. I must say, he's that. I watched it during the week and I thought, this is not. He's going to walk into a job somewhere oh, further up the leagues soon. Because of this clip. Well, because of the clip. And the win, of course. The way he communicated it. it was quite Brendan Rogers esque. Do you remember that? Liverpool, do, you do it for your family. Yeah. Remember that? Do you remember that? Speech? Character. When he was at Liverpool. Um, and because he's got such a strong Scottish accent, I think mm. that's going to be the biggest thing in his favour. It was fantastic. Mm. I was watching that clip yesterday and I nearly stood up out of my seat and said, mm. I'm, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to. Then I'm gonna do something. It, it just it would put you in a motivate, motivational type of mood. Not saying that has won me over with the slot, but the, getting there. If, that, if we get more of that, that would have less bone marrow density analyzing stuff and more of that. That'd be good. One for the science. Just to finish off on a couple of the comments that have come in. Um, is it true Adrian's hero is the sommelier in the ODS? That's from Darrow Tool. Quite possibly. Quite probably. Um, other people commenting on this as well. If Carlos Alberto was overaged, says Fergus Keogh, should all games he played in not be replayed? <laughs> uh, <big laughs> I'm not sure what you're getting at there Fergus but I, I, I do know in fact um, uh, Des Crosdale when I asked for comments said no point you don't reply boys Des how are you how are things Owen Scully just before that good morning Owen Scully uh, load of Zeds yeah. just sleeping emoji uh, Adrian your burner account on YouTube has clearly been uh, been <laughs> busy um, but yeah no, that, I, I'm when glad people around the world the over in. asks on a little bit later on no and, forget, um, it, forget about it it's over now but you know what folks it will be back that was around the world OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 